shall I fear In darkness and temptation My light and help are near You are all around me Stronger will I stand And danger will not crush me When we walk hand in hand
Good morning and welcome to worship on Sunday the 9th of May. It's wonderful to welcome you here into this time, into this moment and into this space. We gather here drawn from the everyday business of life and home. Drawn here to bring God our week. Drawn here to offer our thanks drawn here into this moment to, to offer our praise, drawn here into this space by a power that we can't explain, drawn here into this moment, into this time, into this space, set aside by the power of God's love for us. And here we are welcomed, gathered in with open arms, May we sense something of God's love covering us this morning or today, whenever you watch this. And may we be filled with God's spirit and may our hearts and our minds be opened anew to the ways of God. Let's pray. Almighty God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, in the beginning you were there, your living breath hovering over the waters, you spoke and your living word brought light and land and life. You came and your love lived among us. You are eternal and holy. With your people, not just yesterday, but today too. And you give your promise that you will be here tomorrow and every tomorrow hereafter. Always the same, always forgiving, always faithful always loving, always, even although we don't always deserve it. We think we know best, we go our own way and before we know what's happened we find ourselves stuck in a mess. But you don't leave us there. When we turn to you admitting our stubbornness to you, we find your hands already there, reaching out to us, ready just for us to reach out and to grasp onto, that you might lift us out of our pit. Difficult times come and we wonder where you are and why we should suffer. We wonder where you've gone. And yet when we look to you and focus on you rather than on our struggles, we discover that you have not abandoned us, but that you shelter us and hold us close to your heart. And that you've gone on before us to prepare the way for us, making sure that there are angels to attend to our every need. Great is your faithfulness. We hide ourselves from you, shamed by the things we have done or have had done to us, and we feel unlovely. Our ears fall deaf to the words of your love song to us. Our hearts become hard like stone within us. And yet you shower us with your love and your blessings. Your love so great 
that you gave yourself to us in the person of your Son. Not because of who we are or what we do, but solely because of who you are and the love that you have for us. The one who creates us and loves us and wants us to know just how much. And so, Father, we stand before we, before you and we ask your forgiveness for the fact that we don't always look for your presence in our lives. Forgive us when we fail to forgive, when we hold grudges and feed resentments. Forgive us when we doubt your faithfulness, when we look at our lives and accuse you of abandoning us. Forgive us when we don't feel your love, when we believe the lies we are told both by ourselves and by others. When we hear that we are unlovely and unlovable and when we cloak ourselves in shame. Father Lord, let us receive your love. Give us new hearts within us, open to the wonder, the life and the freedom that your love brings. And most of all, encourage us and enable us to live as those with your spirit within us, so that each day as we are transformed more and more into your likeness, we might bring your love to all in all that we say in all that we do, in all that we are. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're now beginning to enjoy a little bit more freedom as things begin to open up again. And I wonder, what are you really looking forward to being able to do again after such a long period of time? I was chatting with a friend last week who was sharing that they haven't been outside, they've been shielding, um, fully shielding. And so they've not actually been outside um, from the, away from their home in more than 14 months now. And I wonder if that's the case for any of you. And so I wonder, what are you beginning to look forward to being able to do? Is there something that you're just so looking forward to, to being able to do for the first time after such a long time? Maybe not 14 months, maybe six months. Or maybe you've actually already ventured out and you've done something for the first time again that you've not done in a very, very, very long time because of restrictions. And so I wonder, how did it feel? Did it live up to your, your expectation and your memories of it? Why not share it with somebody who's sitting beside you? Or if you're on your own and you want to share it, then please feel free to share it in the comments underneath. And I'm going to play some music and give a bit of a pause just so that you can have those thoughts, that you can sit with them if you want to and, and ponder them, or you can share them with somebody that's watching this with you, or maybe even text somebody that you know is watching it at the same time that you are, or put something in the comments. If you're putting it in the comments, just remember it's public and so everyone else can see it. But please do share. Share what has, um, what's, What's changing for you in these days? What what are you re-experiencing? What are you enjoying being able to do?
Sometimes the darkest hour comes just before the dawn. An old, old saying immortalised its thought in print in 1650 for the first time by the English author Thomas Fuller, who was writing about his journeys in Palestine. But very true. We are thinking about waiting and, and how Today in particular, how we keep on waiting when things are hard. When the thing that we're longing for doesn't seem to be within our grasp. Or even how do we keep on waiting, trusting and waiting with hope, when disappointment after disappointment crushes us? How do we keep on waiting when the thing that we're longing for seemed within our reach? In fact, we had it in our hands, we thought, only for it to fall through. How do we deal with the disappointment of that and find hope to continue waiting, believing and trusting in God? Let's hear the words of the psalmist today on dealing with disappointment and waiting on God in the midst of it. The prayer of a man in exile. As a deer longs for a stream of cool water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for you, the living God. When can I go and worship you in your presence? Day and night I cry, and tears are my only food. All the time my enemies ask me, where is your God? My heart breaks when I remember the past, when I went with the crowds to the house of God and led them as they walked along, a happy crowd singing and shouting praise to God. Why am I so sad? Why am I so troubled? I will put my hope in God, and once again I will praise him, my Saviour and my God. Here in exile my heart is breaking, and so I turn my thoughts to him. He has sent waves of sorrow over my soul. Chaos roars at me like a flood, like waterfalls thundering down to the Jordan, from Mount Hermon and Mount Mizar. May the Lord show his constant love during the day, so that I may have a song at night, a prayer to the God of my life. To God my defender I say, Why have you forgotten me? Why must I go on suffering from the cruelty of my enemies? I am crushed by their insults as they keep on asking me, Where is your God? Why am I so sad? Why am I so troubled? I will put my hope in God and once again I will praise him, my Saviour and my God. Thanks be to God for his reading. Waiting is hard, isn't it? And as we thought about a couple of weeks ago, it's something that is so commonplace in our lives. We wait on things all of the time, and even sometimes we don't even realise that we're waiting. Buses, news, results, vaccines, blue envelopes coming through the post, phone calls, messages, the list is endless. And that's just the day-to-day -day of everyday life. Sometimes the things we wait on, though, aren't so small. They are the big things of life. It might be the answer to a long-ago whispered prayer, a deep need or longing or desire within us to be filled. And so what then, when prayers go unanswered, or worse, when it seems that they are answered and our hopes soar, we're so thankful, only for disaster to strike 
and our hopes to be dashed? How then do we wait and hope? The psalm which Ruth read for us today is one of lament. Since the psalmist is lamenting the loss of being able to worship in the temple, it's most likely that this psalm was written during the exile from Jerusalem. And so the psalmist experiences a cry of sorrow. This is a howl for all that he or she is missing. He remembers what he had when he was back in Jerusalem, what he enjoyed, the worship in the temple. And he laments all that's been lost and the sense of closeness to God that that brought him. And he probably wonders, like most of us humans, when something like that is taken from us, if he will ever live to see it again, if he'll know it again, that joy, know that joy again in his being. Feelings that I'm pretty sure resonate with, if not all of us, many of us. Perhaps you've experienced it a little yourself. Will you ever be able to worship again in our church building? But not just about church. Many of us, will; those feelings will resonate with many of us about different areas of our lives. As life's journey unfolds itself in front of us, many of us have experienced losses and have that sense of wondering whether we will ever enjoy or know that joy again. And as if those feelings of loss and sorrow aren't enough on their own, in weighed others with their questions and advice to the psalmist, which adds to his disquiet and despair as the people taunt him, the people round about him taunt him, asking, where's your God now, eh? It's from that place, that dark place, that the cry of the psalm is uttered. Oh God, in all of this waiting, in all of this disaster, in all of this happening, in all of this darkness, where are you? My soul longs for you as the deer longs for the water. My inmost being thirsts for you. Just show me your face. It's an, are you there God? It's me moment. And then the psalmist does a curious thing. He does for himself what a friend might do or what we might do for a friend. He gives himself a talking to. He gives himself some encouragement, but he's kind in it. Look at verse five. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise God, my Saviour and my God. It's a moment of turning. Those words of encouragement that the psalmist speaks to himself raises his hope. It's a moment where the dawn is breaking on the horizon and the psalmist remembers God. Perhaps he's encouraged by the thoughts of who he knows God to be of old, from the ways that God has been active in his life in the past. 
Or maybe he calls to mind scriptures which remind him of God's faithfulness in the lives of his people and encourage him that God too will be faithful in his life. But something, somehow, God breaks through and, re he, and, and he remembers. Remember that sense of putting things back together. In doing that, he remembers just who God is and what that means for him. And he is consoled. These are words of consolation. His circumstances haven't changed. He's still in exile. He's still in the darkness and in pain. But he has changed. His faith is strengthened. He is encouraged. He's grown. The translation that I have on my desk is the NIV. And it says, put your hope in God in verse 5. But the Hebrew word that's translated as hope there is that interchangeable word that you find throughout the Old Testament, where in some translations it's translated as hope, but in some other translations the word is wait. The Hebrew word is yachal, wait, in the sense of being expectant. So it's that sense of knowing something is going to happen. Rather, and so it's not, um, it's not that he expects to have what he wants to happen. Rather, he's to expect to praise God again. And you can see why that's often translated as hope. Because if we can expect to praise God again, then that encourages, encourages us to hope and it enables us to wait. He's to put his hope in God, to wait on God, to let go and to know that God will act. It's back to those words in um, Exodus where, where God encourages the Israelites, I will fight for you, you need only be still. It's that sense of knowing that God will act and all we need to do is wait on God to do it. The psalmist goes on in verse 8 to recall God's love for him. What does it mean for you to wait on God? If I ask you to think of God's love for you, what does it bring to mind for you? Perhaps it makes you think of the love that Jesus must have had for you, the depth of that love, that he was willing to go and die on the cross for you. Or maybe the idea of God loving you is the tender thought from the Psalms of God knitting you together in your mother's womb and of knowing the thoughts of your heart and not being able to go anywhere to escape from God. Or maybe it's the wonder of God writing your name on the palm of God's hand. Or the thought of God clothing even the sparrows and so much more and so and so um, and so how much more must God love you? To provide all that God provides for you. Or perhaps it's those wonderful words from the Apostle Paul that nothing, nothing at all, nothing, nothing that we do, nothing that happens, nothing out there or anywhere can separate us from God's love. Maybe all of them and more besides. Can you call to mind that love now?
Can you sit with it? Can you feel it? Can you sense it? Let's pause then for a moment. Is there something going on for you? Something that you've been praying for? Or perhaps a disappointment that has come? Leaving a sense of hopelessness. Don't be afraid to sit with it. Don't be afraid to name God in it. To rant at God with it. To wonder where God is in the midst of it. Can you sense God in it? Can you hear God's voice to you in the midst of it? And for those of you waiting in the dark, just before the dawn, can you hold on in expectation, knowing that at some point the dawn will break? Why not ponder your thoughts as we continue our worship?
Let's join together in prayer. Loving and gracious God, we come to you with our prayers for others, for our world and for ourselves, knowing that you are with us always. You are our shepherd who provides for all our needs. You lead us by pastures green, beside the still waters, and you guide us through the paths of righteousness. And you are with us when we walk through the dark valleys of life. Through you we fear no evil, for you are our rod, our staff, our comfort, who helps us in the hard times. And through your blessings we overflow with abundant love, so goodness and mercy follows us. Lord, the familiar words from the well-loved Sam have sustained us over the years. And yet there are times when we forget and we try to face things on our own. Things happen that we find hard to deal with. Our heads go down and it's hard to see how things will get better. Help us, Lord, to be honest with you, to trust in your unfailing love and to turn to you when we can't put our fears and worries into words. For you know when we struggle, even in the silence, you know what's in our hearts and in you we trust. You are our strength and our shield. As lockdown restrictions ease, we give thanks that people are able to return to some of the activities they enjoy. And we pray for those who find it hard to go out again. After months of isolation, visiting shops and supermarkets again can be a daunting experience and people are anxious. Lord, may we respect each other's fears and give courage and support. We remember those too who are still shielding and all who feel isolated or alone, whose lives have changed through bereavement or illness, who are weighed down by worries and fears. May they feel your loving presence. As life slowly returns to some sort of normal, we face much uncertainty, knowing that many aspects of life will not be the same as before. And we pray for leaders everywhere as they make plans for the future. We pray for our church leaders, ministers and church sessions as you look to the future at a local and national level. As the General Assembly of the Church of Scotland approaches, we know hard decisions will need to be made. And we pray for all our ministers who have worked so hard throughout the pandemic and adapted to change. Lord, we pray that all church leaders, ministers and kick sessions and all our congregations that we will have the courage, vision and imagination to plan for a bright future for the Church of Scotland, locally and nationally, so we can all help to build your kingdom and share the good news of Jesus. And we pray for our country as a new term of the Scottish Government begins. We pray for all who have been elected, that there will be strong leadership and wise decision making bringing fairness and justice to all people. We remember too the candidates who didn't win, disappointed and now seeking a new direction in their lives. And we give thanks for all who helped to conduct the election in a safe manner, 
so that we could exercise our freedom to vote. And we pray for our world. Thankful that so many people here now have the vaccine, but worried that in many countries vaccine rollout rates are low. And we especially pray for the people of India, where the pandemic is out of control, the health service cannot cope, and people are desperately queuing to get oxygen for their loved ones. Lord, we pray for a fair distribution of the vaccine throughout the world and that poor and developing countries will receive the help and support they need. As Christian Aid Week begins, we pray for all agencies who work to bring aid to the poorest countries and help in the struggle against poverty throughout the world. We come together now in the words Jesus taught us to pray when we are together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever. Lord, you are our shepherd, our rod and our staff, who leads us through the still waters and restores our souls. In you we trust. Amen. Thank you to everyone who's made this morning possible. Um, our time together is, is drawing to a close and I hope that you've been blessed by our time together today. As you go from this moment, from this time, from this space, may you know the wonder of God's love leading you on. May you know the wonder of God's love giving you strength. May you know the wonder of God's love holding you close. May you know the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, resting with you, remaining with you and with those whom you love today and through each and every tomorrow to come. Amen. This cold, cold heart in my chest it still falls, still fails at the test Longing for rest, but there is hope for He forgave me everything that I did. He forgave me and the sin that was laid on Him.